On this episode of Sticky in Your Earbud, we talk to Jordan Spence about his brand new project, Backfence, and review Little Dark Age by MGMT. All this and more on this episode of Sticky in Your Earbud. there hey thanks you're welcome once again welcome to stick it in your earbud i'm your main host drew hendrickson and uh beside me are my side hosts josh Cheesum and hudson freeman hello Cheesum, how you doing dude i uh have new glasses so that's that's good they look good thanks man you look very very nice hudson does not have any glasses i don't have glasses i have perfect 2016 vision have you ever worn glasses i have not i had reading glasses in middle school and i i always tilted them to my nose so i looked like really clever you look clever clever i looked clever (laughs) so i could could read and then i'd look up and i'd be (laughs) be like "Um, excuse me yeah exactly Uh exactly i'm just reading my newspaper over here this 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 little dragon library of ours what were were those uh books magic treehouse yeah yeah just over you're reading my magic treehouse over here yeah magic treehouse was why did you have reading glasses i think it's because my eyes got tired once so yeah. you're like, I need, I need glasses. My I eyes honestly, are tired, and then you I, made your parents buy you glasses. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They they helped, they helped a bit, but I I've grown out of them since. So uh, that's all we have time to talk about today. <laughs> Just kidding. We are back after a long hiatus. We haven't recorded an episode since December. Mm. It's been. Oh, you're kidding me? Yeah, I'm. I'm uh. not even kidding you right now. It's been, and it's February. In February. our last episode, we predicted who we thought would take home Grammy. Wrong them all. Wrong wrongly predicted. predicted. I predicted every one of them exactly You got two right. predictions right. I got two I think right. I got three or four. And in the grand scheme of things, isn't that what it's all about? <laughs> it's what it's all I about. Did, I did a last minute switcheroo, and I said that the War on Drugs would take home Best Rock Album. And you, they did. They did. So they did. That, that Congrats. was uh, that was game plan. That was strategy, and I uh, won the Super Bowl, baby. You won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Grammys. They did not go as planned, as predicted, that's, as as. That's an understatement. Foresaw. Basically, we got Kendrick, Mr. K. Dot, and we got Bruno Mars, Mr. B. Dot, Mr. B. Dot, head to head, Mr. H. Dot. And then we got Jay Z in the corner. Mm. J Dot. On his, his fantastic album, 44. Jay Z. Garrett Magic. <laughs> Garrett Magic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they all went head to head, and Bruno Mars was the victor. Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> he was nominated, six, count him, six times. One, One two, two, three, three four, four, five, six, six times. <laughs> six times, and. and six wins. Six wins. Six. Six noms, six, six wins. Man. Mother Chuckin' Awards. That's mother, right. Mother Awards. Mother, mother Awards. Mother Awards. So, that, so the Grammys are done, so now we need to prepare for the, the mothers. The mothers. The Mother Awards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who has the best mother in town? <laughs> so, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're also upset. We're upset at Bruno. We're not upset at these people. We're just upset at the system. 
Yeah, the, for rewarding it's rigged. Mars and Ed Sheeran specifically. Um, and we're we're right with you. We're right with the internet. That it was a, it was a bomb. It was a bomb. dot com. Damn lost. Damn the lost. Best album again. Of the year. And it snubbed, should not have snubbed twice. Because now. here's here's the, here's the deal, yo. Okay, if the Grammys is about you know making like the most like artistic album of the year, they failed in that regard. But also, just the best. Also, most popular, Damn is a more popular yes. album than 444 Carat Magic. Absolutely. Well, that would, it'd help if you if you got the name right. It's 24 Carat Magic. 24 Carat Magic. <laughs> also, 444 didn't win a single award. Jay-Z didn't win a single award. Yeah. I got just as many nominations as Jay-Z did. No, you mm. didn't. No, I... I mean, you <laughs> got as many Grammys. Right. I got, you took him as I many got, Grammys. Yeah, I took him as many Grammys. I did not, yeah. He, just, he, he had the most nominations of the night. And he didn't take Walk, him as a Walked away with nothing. Oh my God. I thought it had been pretty ironic, though. You pointed out in our last episode if he had won for 444 and Beyonce didn't win. You know what I mean? Like how ironic. I did be. read somewhere that um, Beyonce and Jay-Z like, were working together on their albums. Like Jay-Z was in the studio like supporting Beyonce the whole time she was making Lemonade and vice versa. So it was kind of a, like a, a couple therapy way of, of them trying to get their love back together you know what I mean do you, do you think and Beyonce the makes of, good lemonade I'm sorry yes, that probably. is a that is a great question does Beyonce make great lemonade who's to say in the spirit of Valentine's Day I think we can all commend them on their yeah their merit. I mean if we think about it that's that's what really matters in the end of the day marriage I do um, lemonade. <laughs> oh yeah. Well yeah, we're right with you, dog. Yeah. I do want to make a point, and I'm going to read my Facebook post immediately following the Grammys. And I said, um, out of all the screwery that was the Grammys tonight, there remains a light. Despacito didn't win a single thing, and we never have to deal with that song again. So, applause, yeah, but, applause, standing Yeah, but applause. Ed Sheeran won. With Shape of You. Yeah, I don't even care. I'm just glad Despacito I would have rather Despacito won Shape Are of You. Are you really? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Despacito is at least like this monster like Latin hit. It represents a huge demographic of... of, of Ed, like what does Ed genre. Sheeran represent? Like, I don't know. It's a, it's a sellout of Ed Sheeran, I guess. No, and Ed Sheeran even admitted that that song, like he's not... He didn't even write that song. He didn't song. write the song. He went to the studio and sang it, and then that was it. Yeah, it's Shape of Water. I think I, I water. think I just ra- I would rather listen to Shape of Water than Despacito <laughs> every day. I I mean so. I agree with you. I just like in terms of deserving. So I'm I'm happy I'm happy that Despacito didn't win. I'm, and you I'm guys, happy. And, we can, and you guys can disagree with me. That's okay. I don't disagree with you. I'm just I just wasn't happy that Shape of Water sure. won. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We, yeah. We'll agree with that. I didn't want. So that's our uh, Guillermo del Toro and Ed Sheeran. And Ed Sheeran, they're making making those <laughs> <His> power players. <laughs> yeah, man. That's our Grammy wrap up. Movie if you um, if you want to hear what should have happened, go back to our previous Grammy prediction episode. It's also our end of the year episode, and we talk about our favorite albums of the year. It's the most wonderful time. It of was the, year. the most wonderful, most wonderful time, of time of the year. And this probably is the worst time of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably. like cold. But we not, lost in the but Grammys. Not quite cold. Every day is different but here. But then it gets cold again, and then it's warm, and that's cold. It's warm Everyone's today, man. Sad, it's, dude. It's supposed to be super warm tomorrow. It's like it's going to get up to sixty-eight. Hey, I could go for a grilled cheese. Could you? Yeah. Downtown, get some grilled cheese. Making my way downtown. At some point, making my way downtown. 
So that's the end of our, our Grammy thing. Real quick, before we introduce our guest, I want to have a little shout-out to our producer, Ephraim. Ephraim, in post. Hey, Ephraim. Post. Hologram Ephraim. Hi. Thanks, Ephraim. Shout-out. Shout-out. <laughs> shout-out. Yeah, we, we love you. We hope to hear more from you later in the episode. Um, peace out. Just chime in whenever you feel chime like Chime in that. whenever you feel like it. Okay. Um, so we have a, a special host with us, Mr. Jordan Spence. Are you kidding me? In the house. That's that guy? Hey. 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 Jordan Spence, you may know him from a different podcast called Captain on Deck, which That's features right. Hudson, Jordan, and another another cat. Jackie Boy. Captain Jack. Mm-hmm. Jackie Captain Boy Groves. Jack. Yeah, me and Jordan are on the little, little, little project we like to call it. Captain, Captain on, on deck. deck. Yeah, it's a very funny podcast. It, it's give me a little summary. What's a little summary of, of the world you've created? Well, Captain on Deck is it's it kind of centers around these three these three captains who have been stranded on this this huge ship um, in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> and they have all they have are these microphones in this computer so they just decide to record a podcast and hope that somebody somewhere will be able to find them someday yeah. and it also that's kind of like obviously that it already happened right it takes place obviously years ago in 2005 2005 <laughs> wow that long ago? ago yeah uh, and so um but it also follows like the beginning and end of each episode is like these two coast guard privates named Riley and Rowley, who are these two just adorable little fellas adorable, who yeah. who, f- who yeah. stumble upon the USS what? They're supposed to go on there and explore it. And so they find these files, which happen to be the podcast that the captains had recorded on the ship. Yeah. So Riley and Rowley are real people. They're yeah, just right. They're just like, they are, you know... Revealing what happens. Yes. So you need past. to jump on the jump on the podcast boat to discover what happens to the SS USS the USS what, what? USS exactly. what? So yeah. it's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's in a way, podcast. in a in fashion. Way. It's mostly yeah. a comedy because mm-hmm. those guys actually turned out to be pretty freaking funny. Yeah. I heard there's also hints of romance in there as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we gave and it horror. a shot. And horror. <laughs> the horror. And yes. uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Check, Literally check all of the episode that's coming out here at some point, as soon as Jack can get in here to edit it, literally has elements of everything that you just said. Like, not mm-hmm. even kidding. Wow, yeah. romance and horror. Yeah. Romance and horror. We couldn't make it up if we were. If you, if you were making it up, definitely check out Captain on Deck featuring Hudson Freeman, Jordan Spence, and Jack Groves. But. The reason why you're on. The yeah. Oh, there's another reason it's why I'm here. Be, yeah. Is you're you're making some tunes. I am making, you're making some music on a project that you call Backfence. Correct. And so, wh- where did this come from? You're you're obviously in a band already. Humanity. Yes, obviously. 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 Aren't yeah. we all? It's no question. Everybody knows that. <laughs> we're, we're all part of humanity. Yeah. But you're part of a, a rock a rock group right. named Humanity. Right. And so this is a little bit of a. A left turn a little from bit. What, what you do with those guys. Tell us a little bit of, of what is Backfence? Okay, so <clears throat> this past spring, actually, yeah, it was, it was summer. Um, it was like early June. I kind of 
I'd been coming up with these different ideas that I'd kind of been putting down just kind of in a sketchbook kind of um, fashion, I guess. And I was just kind of trying to figure out what to do with them. They were really like super cool ideas that I was like, I can't do this with the guys because it just, it sounds, it doesn't sound anything like the sound of humanity, I guess you could say. So I- How would you describe the sound of humanity? I mean, you tell me. You're Screams, you're part of it too. A baby's cries, cry. romance, yeah. horror, um, laughter, mystery, <laughs> horror. <laughs> yeah, but so, you many the band though. What, what? How would you describe that sound? Oh, geez, I always get really stressed out when people ask me that question. Um, okay, then Drew, how would you describe? How yeah, it they, you guys went to the show the other night. Yeah, we did go to your show, and it was great. We had a phenomenon. Good old, good it was phenomenon. Time. It's Quite it's um it's definitely energy no. fused energy fused frat punk rock. It is kind of, yeah I I like interesting. I like how, throwing the word frat in there. <laughs> yeah, because you guys got was that because that was my my floral t-shirt floral. And then you guys a lot of times you guys wear skinny ties and shirts. And your and your right. and your bassist is like bass bassist is like. Uh, he's he just goes crazy, man. He yeah, he, he's he, like running through crowds and stuff, and right. like jumping from speakers and yeah. Dude, yeah. It was a great show. It's a party, and also a party. you guys have that song that goes, "We're a part of a frat. We're a part of a frat." <laughs> now he's touching his We're chest. We're a part of a punk frat. You bought rock band dress now. Let me go. So that was probably the giveaway for yeah. I messed up the words to Mr. Brightside just now. That's shame. Shame. Oh yeah, we also played that. We also covered that song. So yeah, that, yeah, that was that's, that's a humanity staple. Humanity staple. As but, well um, as been feeling this by Blink. Yeah. Too. Have you been yeah. to Staples back yeah. then? I have been there one time. Come Funny on. enough, explain, Staples explain your sponsors experience. this podcast <laughs> oh, right now. Yeah, explain your Staples experience. Um, well, I <clears throat> went to Staples. Come on, give the people what they want. Yeah, tell them. Tell them exactly. This is the what burning happened. question. <laughs> <laughs> it's burning on everyone's lips and tongues. Okay, I ran out of uh, I ran out of paper, so I went to Staples. Are you, and, are you, are you, are you kidding me? Right yeah. And got some paper staples. and Staples because it's what staples. Staples, what staples? staples. I bought Staples. And the staples. only thing to buy. What there? kind do what you kind prefer? I prefer. A4. A4? A4 paper. I'm... Printer paper. I usually get... I usually get the A4. But I use construction I'm, paper. That just explains why we're so connected. I know. We wow. both almost passed out today. A- after, cool. after you walked out of Staples, did you press the button and go... Just went to Staples. That, that, <laughs> I actually bought that one. That was Staples. <laughs> that was Staples. Yeah, yeah, I bought one of those that was to staples. carry, on, carry <laughs> on with me. Paper is that, easy. That's, uh, that's some staples. That's some staples. <laughs> oh, oh, that's some the staples. staples. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you've released two songs now. You're preparing to release an entire album, which is very right. exciting. Mm-hmm. Very excited prepare, to listen prepare, to that. Prepare. So, you've, you've released two songs, those two songs being? Um, first song was released on January 1st. Um, I Don't Know Who's Kissing Me is what it's called. Then I released the second one on February 2nd called Dime Peace Girls. Ah, I see a little pattern there. Mm-hmm. Guess what day the next one comes out? Oh three. Um, oh three. April. Correct. Is that, is that correct? What? That is correct. Not February fourth. Not quite. No, I wasn't talking to you. So March March third, <laughs> you're releasing this new song. Um, tell us a little bit about this new song. Um, What's it about? This new song is kind of 
I I've been calling it an anti-love song because it really talks about kind of the heaviness of the the song's called the three words the three words being I love you mm. and so the song kind of talks about the heaviness of those words and how it um, at that time in my life it was really hard for me to figure out what that actually meant because I had been going through a lot of really difficult things and it was hard for me to trust people who told me that because of kind of realizing the heaviness of the words it's like okay do people really mean that when they say it like how am I able to say it if I don't even know what it means so that's kind of what uh, what that one is about so you were talking to us a little bit last night before for um, when we start talking about what we were going to do um, there's a specific part a saxophone part that mm. there's a really cool story behind that why don't you tell us what that's all about so there's a part in the song um, where it's it's towards the end there's a saxophone solo that I had put in there and how that kind of came about so I was in I was in Los Angeles this past summer and I had in the hotel room that I was staying in I was I had recorded kind of the foundation of this song I didn't really know I mean it, I thought it sounded really cool really kind of 80 sounding almost with the sense that I put in there and there was a there was kind of a break in the song that I didn't really know what to do with it, and so I went. Um, I kind of I put it down, and we went out that night, and um, we were at uh, Redondo Beach Pier, and we were walking through the parking garage to go back to our car after we were there, and I had recorded several different things. Like sometimes I just pick out like take out my phone and just whenever I hit like hear something like atmospherics or different. Um, sounds going on I was like like I just think like okay I could use this somewhere I pull out my phone to voice memos and I hit record so I was in that garage and there's this long-haired guy with a beard like looked like Santa just let himself go that's kind of <laughs> wow. what it that was kind of what Santa? he looked like yeah Come I don't know what he was Santa. doing in Redondo but from I mean Rick and Morty. <laughs> Santa from Rick and Morty just picture Pearl him. Harbor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Korea um, but, um, so we were walking through the garage and that guy was just had this roaring sax that he was just going to town and it was like, it was like the reverberation of the, of the garage was perfect for it. And so I just pulled out my phone and just started recording and playing. So I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but that's kind of cool to have. I didn't really have anything in mind. And I get back to the hotel that night and I'm sitting there at like with this song open on my laptop and I'm like, okay, like this needs something. And then I thought of that saxophone player mm. and then I was like, the roaring sax, the roaring sax of Hobo Santa. So, so I, I, oh, that's a great I find the, I find the audio file and I put it in uh, to the song and I don't even remember having to maneuver it around very much, but exactly where I put it in, I hit play, and I didn't even have to tweak with the the key of the song or anything. It just fit perfectly. The guy was playing in the key of the song that I was working on, and so like I put like a few filters on it and like put some reverb and ambience on it, and it it sounded legit. And it like rhythmically it flowed with the song. It was literally like God was like. 
Here you go, little buddy. Here you go. This is what you need. Here's Hobo Santa. Hobo Santa's going <laughs> to supply Roaring you with the saxophone track. Voice Here you go. This, this cat. So, um, I know, actually, I'm not sure if you know this, Jordan, but the last track of your album leaked online. and um, You've got to be kidding me. And so, and <laughs> it has the longest song title I've ever heard. It's called Anti-Disestablishmentarianism Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And it features Julie Andrews. And it's the longest song in the history of songs. <laughs> at two hours kidding. and 46 minutes. Oh, no. Is there, and like... I mean, I already know it's true, but can you confirm this? <laughs> I would absolutely love to confirm that. <laughs> but no one in their you right mind would make a song, a legit song, that long unless your name is Drew Hendrickson. Hey. Uh, That's true. Hey. Uh, I like hey. that. Who's the host here? Who's the guest? Hey. You, Watch yourself. You know what? <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Drew. I yeah. really appreciate it. Well, thank you for, hey, for coming. Hey, at some point, oh, I'll talk to you later. But I have, an okay, idea. I have an idea for that Colby Jack later. That Colby Jack that you're chewing on right now? Shut up, Drew. Okay, sorry. Mm. Let's move on. <laughs> so, um, I I have a little bit of an idea. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Mm. But what if we played this new song? Because it's done, right? It's how long is it? This song, Drew. Done? Don't don't hurt don't don't hurt him with your questions. <laughs> Can you stop? You're yelling at him. I'm sorry. Don't I patronize just, him. Don't patron. Don't patron his. Nice. Also, pat, pat don't pasteurize. Yeah, don't pasteurize Jordan. I don't want to pasteurize you, Jordan. But I. So this the song's kind. done. Yes. Right. It's complete. It's complete. So here's I, you have a, a system going. But what if we had stick it in your earbud? Exclusive. 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 Lucy Goosey exclusive. We're we're, we're going to take I a like little, that. We're going to take a break before we do the album review. And if if it would suit you, if you'd stick around and review it with us, that'd be great. Because I know you've listened to it. For sure. But yeah, what if during absolutely. our little break, we play your song for th- for j- the first time that anyone's ever going to hear it, o- other than when you finally release it. It'll be a Stick in Your Earbud exclusive. Lucy Goosey exclusive. Lucy Goosey. And that's the name of the song. Lucy Goosey exclusive. That is so serendipitous. Wow. Ser- yeah, indeed. Serendipitous. So what, what, what do you think about that, Back Fence? Hey, you know what? Mr. Fence, come on! <laughs> come on, Mr. Fence. <laughs> if if you guys are down with it, I'm totally cool with it. Right. That'd be that'd be a neat little neat little thing. Wow. So that, we're Let's making history right now. Yeah. First Here so once the song First come, first serve. Once the song blows up, you can point to us and Yeah, you, you guys you guys are gonna be what you, you put me that you put me out there. That's put right. me on that platform. That's right. So thank you. Backfence for joining us in the studio. You are on Spotify. Follow him on Twitter. What else? What? Where, where else are you? Where the heck are you? Okay, so I'm on Instagram and Twitter at um, at Backfence Music. You can follow me there. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music. You know the whole shindig on music platforms. I'm not on SoundCloud though, so don't try looking for me on SoundCloud. <laughs> don't don't do it. I'm looking right now. It can't stop me. Oh, that's a dog. But yeah, go go go! Give her a look see. I'm, I'm out there. This just in. A city in South Korea blows up because Hudson Freeman looks up back then on SoundCloud. Also, to just to take a little bit of left turn, stick it yeah, in your North earbud. <laughs> stick it in your earbud is also on Twitter. So so mm. get out your phones right now. 
look look up back fence, follow that on Twitter, and, and follow stick it in your. We're earbud. assuming that you're listening on to the podcast on a different device right. other than your phone. Right. Mm-hmm. If, right. You're on your phone, phone, if you're on your phone, you can close out of you can close out the of the podcast and keep playing, and we're gonna keep talking to you. Yeah. It's crazy. So at Mister Dad Friend. Stick it in your earbud. We're on Twitter. We'll post music news, our opinions about certain stuff, and it, we'll just have a good time on there. So follow us, follow Back Fence, and uh, we're gonna listen to this album. What's the, not the album, unfortunately, mm. but but the album's dropping early summer. Yes, it will be. It will be May fifth. May fifth. Following. I'm following the pattern of mm. the releases. Nice. So, Follow them on Twitter and all those platforms so you can wait for the announcement of that album. Um, and we're going to listen to his brand new single, Stick It In Your Earbud Exclusive. Yeah, give it up. Yeah. What's happening? Somebody wait, so, just won an award. Celebration. For, uh, so what is this song called? It's called The Three Words. Oh, That's what oh yeah, no, called. you already explained that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. No one's heard this song yet. It's okay. This is... The three words. Stick it in your earbud exclusive. We'll be right back. Hey, Jordan. Um, we are in Compton, so I'm going on now, sir. Just wanted to let you know in case you text me and I don't respond. You guys can have your already fell asleep, but that's okay. I love you and I love you
Hey. Hey. We're back. We're back. back. Sticking in your earbud. We're back. We're back and better than ever. Mm. Mm. What a great first half of the episode. We're here. We're here with. <laughs> we're here with back fence. Still. Other, otherwise known as Jordan Spence. We're still here. And uh, we're gonna. W- would you mind uh, reviewing this album with us? I would be happy to review this album with hmm. you. Wow. That's that's phenomenal. This is the most recently we've ever reviewed an album. Are you sure? I think so. It did come out on Friday, but who oh, yeah. knows when this podcast who, will come out? Who that's, knows? That, that's that is a great point to make. Alrighty. Alrighty. Little Dark Age is the fourth album by the American rock band MGMT, which was released on February 9th, 2018 by Columbia Records. MGMT, known by their three amazing singles, The Father's Son and The Holy Spirit, yes, of singles, Time to Pretend, Kids, and Electric Feel, Mm. off of their debut album, Oracular Spectacular. In 2007? Right? Something like that. Sounds about right. It's worth a check. It's worth a check. 2007, you're right on the money, Cheese. Right on that money. Right on the money. Get it, give me a break. You're right on that money, man. You're right on the money. MGMT consists of two members, being Andrew Van Weingarten. That's and a great name. It is a great mm-hmm. name. And Ben Goldwasser. You guys ever been to a wine garden? I have not. I have a not wine garden? to, by the law. By the law. They don't even let me get near the place where they make the alcohol. The garden? Because of my addiction. The- <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> The wine garden in which wine is gardened. I live in a wine garden. Uh, the the story is... We're roommates. Have I been living in a wine garden this Are whole we time? in a wine garden right now? Are we in a wine garden right now? Is this now? a wine garden? That explains the, the smell. <laughs> it smells like wine. The story of this duo is not... Um, is pretty well known to most people. The two boys started to make music in college, electronic mm-hmm. music. And, yeah. Came college. out with an EP... Time to Pretend, which featured songs like Time, Time to, to Pretend, pretend. <laughs> and Kids. Um, they were immediately signed to a record label, Columbia, um, and they started making music. Their first album, Miraculous Spectacular, blew up with the three singles that were mentioned prior. They And they were monster, they were a monster band. They were everywhere. Those three singles were everywhere. That's true. They're still everywhere. They're still everywhere. People still listen to them, man. After that album, they came out with 2010's Congratulations, which was quite a departure from the pop synth yeah. jams that were on Oracular Spectacular. Because that's the direction they wanted to go in from the get-go, and their producer basically told them, yep, you're going to put Time to Pretend and Kids on there. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. No, we're going to crush you. <laughs> there, there, there are definitely elements of congratulations on Oracular Spectacular, like stuff like Weekend Wars is pretty experimental. Yeah, um, congratulations is like experimental beach rock with synth influence, and I mean, there's a 12 minute track in there. That's a good way to sum up that entire album, though. I think and it's definitely an album. It's not. It doesn't yeah. have really a single. I guess congratulations is the only decent single on it. It's very much an album. Listen, mm-hmm. it's an experience. Indeed. And then it's a great it's a great one at it that. Is, it is, and then 2013 MGMT their self titled record, which was even more of an experimental and didn't effort. Get, that didn't get a good uh, reaction from, Congra- from fans. Congratulations was 
polarizing, some would say, but MGMT was kind of critically panned by most people, saying it was too, too experimental. Too experimental for the boys. Yeah. And so after a brief hiatus, MGMT are back. Five years. That's, Five years. That's, uh, that's brief. Maybe. And they're back with a brand new record, Little Dark Age. And if my name's not Jerry, we're going to talk about this record. Your name's not Jerry. <laughs> looks like we're talking about like this record. <laughs> excited. Uh, Jordan, are you excited? I'm ecstatic. Well, I guess we need to start. Buckle up, buttercup. Let's buckle mm. up. First track. Let's listen to She Works Out Too Much. She works out too much. First track. It is the first track. It is. That is true. It kind Drew's, of like. Oops, sorry. No, go. Not, no, 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 no. Oh, I. You came. You. Uh, oh, you, uh, no. You, please. You shut up no, first. Please. Oh, no, oh, 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 All right, draw everybody. Come on, Dave. I'm talking first. Everybody, chill out. Everyone, calm down. Everyone, chill. Is that a banana in your hand, Drew? Hey, don't look at it. Banana. Hey, don't lick it. Don't be embarrassed about your banana. Hey. Bring them out. Okay, here they are. Oh my gosh, put them back. Okay, put them back. Okay, sorry. But no. Okay, Jordan, you go ahead. Jordan, go ahead. About this first track? About this first track. I personally thought it was a... Out of all of the songs that I heard on the record, I thought this this was the one to go first on the on the album. It sounded... It's a very good energetic start. It's very unique. It's quirky. It's very quirky. And... It, it sounded like a super weird, super weird background music in an '80s workout video, and I, I really liked how I, the overall this album was so unique, and I just loved that aspect of it. So also, I think the part about where they go at the beginning, get ready, have some fun. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. I feel like that really helps it be the first track because it's like, hey, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. First track. Out? It's very intentional. And that that just reminds me, like the whole album, I feel like I'm working out. That's why I don't work out anymore. I just listen to this album. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Have you have you I seen sweat any results? Listening to this. No. <laughs> Great. Jeez. Um, it's very new order, right out of the gate. Just like it, it smacks you in the face, man. It's really fun to listen to and super dancey, and it's a great way to start off uh, this very dancey album. I really like this song. Um, on repeat listens, it's the chorus is very catchy. The only reason it didn't work out is she he didn't work out enough. And and there's a there's a double meaning right there. Got some double meaning going on. Look at that. He, the relationship didn't work out because he didn't work out. Look at that. But here's my hot take. Clever. Here's my hot take. Okay. Here we go. Little Dark Age. The song would have been a stronger album opener if this track did not exist. You know. If this track did not exist, absolutely. Absolutely, but it of, does exist. I kind of would prefer it that way. You kind of mm. prefer that it didn't prefer exist. Prefer that it's just Little Dark Age and we're, and we're going. Dark, little Dark Age, if we might talk about it. May we may. I? We may. We may. I think say? it's one of the best songs <clears throat> on the album. I would agree with you. Was I it, would, what was the first single? 
Little Dark Little Age. Dark are, you, age. Ki- are you kidding me right I'm now? I'm not kidding you. Dude, you gotta be no kidding tri- me. No tricks, no kids. Okay, well, listen, listen up, folks. Little Dark Age is freaking good. Mm-hmm. Stick it in your ear, bud. I would say stick that right in your ear right now. Pause this podcast and listen to it in full. It's only February, and I think it's gonna be uh, in the running for my favorite song of the year. The Little Dark, Dark Age. Age came out in 2017. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shot to the heart, and you're too late. You give love about Dark Age. <laughs> oh man, I guess I guess if we're counting it, oh man, but it's really settled, it's settled now. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying, Little Dark Age, phenomenal song. I think they knocked it out of the park with this one. But not a phenomenal song in 2018, 2017. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. What What are we thinking, Little Dark Age? What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Um, I think as I already said, I already told you my my decision. Well, well I wanted to ask everyone else. I think Young the, man, the title explains how the song sounds. I think uh, it's very it's very dark MGMT if you know what yes, I'm saying. Very like it's menacing. very and it's an accidental pop song that is a hit because um, I remember you sent me a, a video. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the history of MGMT and how. Um, how this album like it, it's leading up to this album what how their history is played yeah that that youtube video the youtube channel middle eight they only have like five videos out but they're all phenomenal and it's it's a like mm-hmm. really new channel check it out middle and then the number eight yeah so so they went on to say how like in mgmt's history uh they're th- they're they're trinity of songs they they've they're tired of them, man. They just don't want to be defined by those three songs anymore. So that's why they took weird directions with congratulations, and then they're self-titled. And then um, they thought that they probably were going to do the same thing with this album, and then they accidentally wrote a pop hit. I, I was watching an interview with Andrew and Ben, and what they actually did, they were in the process of writing this new album, and in the middle of this process, they, they wanted to start writing songs for a new album, for, like their fifth album and they wanted to go in this really really pop direction and little dark age and me and michael came out of that process and by trying to make songs off of a new album they ended up completing their fourth album and included um those songs on the final track listing Hmm. so that's why there's such this such this pop uh stuff going on um and they obviously they know how to do pop extremely well for sure yeah I mean, in, for me, I I feel like maybe you guys would disagree with this. I don't I don't really feel like little I, I feel like Little Dark Age is a great song. It's very catchy, um, but I don't think it's a pop song like Electric Feel and Kids. Is. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it. I de- I definitely think this has incredible alternative radio potential, but it's, I don't feel like it's a sure. crossover. Pop it's not hit. as immediate as. Um, Kids, because when we're talking about pop music, we're talking about music that like gets that gets on alternative radio, but then crosses over onto pop right. greatest greatest of the year radio. And I do not think that this song is going to get on there. I could be wrong. It definitely I could has definitely. It be definitely wrong. has the influence, though. It has it has the 
the synth work feels very poppy to me in, in a good way it's it's not too poppy but like we were saying it's it's darker it's yes, too it's, dark to be a pop song moody. like like it's kids moody. and electric feel are light they're I, light songs that's why that's why they had the crossover yeah i definitely agree with you on that i feel like it's it's definitely got that influence but it is too I, I just can't see it crossing over into that. No, I'm, if I'm, it does, like, I'm not freaking cool. To, People are yeah. starting to like stuff yeah. that that's different than what yeah. usual pop music is used to. But, I almost hope it doesn't know. because then they're just going to disavow it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is and it's really a weird behavior yeah. to ever, like, have a song that makes you oodles of money and be like, oh, the, I don't listen to it. But, yeah. but when... It's the first song you recorded, and then two years later you come out with the album, and you're already tired of it when the album comes out. Hmm. Yeah, and then your five album, four albums. Isn't that in. like a behavior of them more than it is a behavior for anyone else? Like, like I would kill to have a hundred forty thousand. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not Spotify. saying they're ungrateful. In fact, they haven't said that they like hate the songs. They just wanted to move in a different. Which yeah, is they just don't want to be defined fair. by those. Right. those yeah, that's three that's songs. completely fair. Um, and but so. Yeah. So my argument why Little Dark Age should be the beginning is because it starts off this this broodingness that I kind of wished continued in the album a little bit more. Because mm. When You Die, Little Dark Age to When You Die is such a great transition thematically, sonically. Um, and When You Die is... I mean, both Little Dark Age and When You Die are dark, but When You Die is like as dark lyrically as you can get. Yeah. For them, at least. Um, lyrics like um, when you die words don't mean anything and go beep yourself you um, heard me right you heard me right I'm not nice I'm mean the lyrics are evil. funny to me They're, yeah there's definitely a, a tongue in cheek tone to it but yeah. it's it's aggressive so do you feel like it's is, do you feel like this song is about like death as or do you feel it like it's more like he feels like people think he's too weak and happy-go-lucky, and he's more like, "Hey, like I can be aggressive. Watch this." And yeah. He just you know, flips I, it I, on. I think I think that that's the. I think that that's that's kind of the way I was looking. For. I mean, it definitely has like a dark feel right. to it as well. I think part of it is like, "Hey, I'm not nice. Like, stop. You know, like trying to emote that darkness, and then maybe proving the point. My course is going to be about death, right?" And hey, yeah, yeah. Well, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. But I, I love this song. It, it, it definitely wasn't as immediate as Little Dark Age. Mm, really? Um, on, on, like, my... Because that was the second single. When You Die was the second single. And I'm like, okay, this sounds a little more like um, the experimental yeah. stuff yeah. that MGMT had done. But I, it still is... It's got a really, really pretty chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as a song tells you to go F yourself, I feel like you have to take notice of it. And you have to yeah. love it it's immediately. One of, it's one of my favorite songs on the... Mo- moments on the record when they go, Go F yourself. Yeah. It's classic. It's like a new classic. Like an instant classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is, what is your opinion, Mr. Fence? Of that song? Mr. Fence. Yeah. yeah. I really liked it. I, I definitely feel like that part of the song... Because, I mean, I was listening, and I definitely was paying attention as I was listening to it, but that part, it was really like, whoa. It, it, it just kind of, it, it just was in your face in that moment, and it was just, 
the lyrics were very very intriguing and that that was one thing that I, that was like the main reason um re- enjoying that song so much was lyrically because i appreciate good lyrics as most songwriters I, I should do all i should all music people that appreciate music and that was that was put, what i put that I, on a pillow yeah <laughs> <laughs> big old pillow but yeah i i really enjoyed listening to the lyrics and then of course instrumentally that song was really well put together i i really enjoyed it i love how how dark because it was i mean it was the beginning of the of the record so you're going through it and you're like okay this is really going in a pretty pretty dark direction and i think that's kind of a cool new direction that mgmg mgmt has taken with this album and so having the the prettiness in the music and the darkness in the lyrics is not unique to mgmt time to pretend and so talks about throwing your life away trying to just sure get as much yeah. pleasure as you can and but it's this it's this anthemic synth thing but talking about shooting up heroin and and all this right really really dark stuff and much like uh back fence over there it's like you have very dark lyrics or just dark ideas over mm. very fun to listen to tracks you know what i mean so right yeah no i totally i totally understand that aspect of it it's it's hard for me um because i i like putting i like putting dark lyrics to upbeat music and i it's it's hard for me to do to put dark lyrics with dark music that for me that's a hard thing to do so when people figure out how to do that it's like it, it really intrigues me so it's i thought it was really cool me and michael Mm. Solid as I always think of like a surfer being like <laughs> solid, solid dude. as they come. Solid as I come, dude. Yeah. This has the catchiest riff to me. The fourth single, and uh, this song just makes me happy. It's just a a fun song so so where um when you die is this happy sounding song with these dark tones this is just full happy we're just being full happy right yeah now with yeah. me and michael um found a quote in q magazine saying initially andrew had its chorus as me and my girl hmm. um and then quoting him he said that's so boring and cheesy let's make it me and michael when That's de- funny. When developed into this ambitious story, and we really liked that writing a catchy song that gets you pumped up, but you have no idea what the message is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Could be interpreted That's in great. different ways. I like that a lot. And I think that that might that's kind of a good way to describe the way that MGMT kind of pursues this album, taking these. Quick th- quest. Sure. You is got a quest? Is I got a quest <laughs> for you. Is there really any like love song on this album? I honestly can't think of anything, at least not anything that's, like, positive about love. No. No, there's not a love song on here. So the idea that, like, they had this, they're, like, the one kind of lovely song. They're, like, let's make it about my friend Michael. Yeah, like a bro song. A bro song. <laughs> this, is, this is by far one of the best bro songs ever written. Oh, for I sure. Guess. Come on. Just come on. You could take that to the bank. You could place that in your deposit box. Mm-hmm. And so so what I was 
gonna get at is is they they take like the standard thing like a love song, me and my girl, or or just your standard pop structure and twist it up just enough so that it's uniquely MGMT. Mm. It's it's their own sound. There are those pop influences. It's it's definitely alternative, but they kind of pervert it just enough that it's their own thing. Yeah. No, That's, yeah, I, I get that. I, there, there are parallels there, and I, I applaud myself for, for noticing that. <laughs> you applaud yourself. I applaud myself. Them. Good job, Drew. Slamp. Slamp. To slamp. To slamp. T-slamp. Also... This is the slam. No, no. This sounds like a wrestling move. It's like... Oh, there he goes for the T-slamp. The T-slamp. What would that look like? This time he's yeah. not messing yeah. around. Jesus, tell me what a Jesus, what's a T slam? Like? I feel like you arch your back, and so like you're you're in, into a C, so that your body's just in a C with your arms flailing, and then you like belly flop into somebody. <laughs> and then, so when you land, and then you, it makes a T. And and yeah, or then like when you land on somebody, you arch your back the opposite way. And then you and, and it makes a slamp sound <laughs> because the air bubble yeah. between your bodies compresses. <laughs> I like the idea. Slam. I like the idea that you <laughs> that you like make it to where your like one arm hits their face and the other arm hits their like your pelvics. Their pelvis. Their pelvics. Their pelvics. To slam. How do you guys? What do you guys feel about to slam? Or time spent looking at oh, my phone. The synths are so good on this song. Throughout, or oh, throughout the album, they are great. The synth sounds are so cool, especially this song. I think they uh, they show they show off a little bit. They I got like a it. they got a solid groove going on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Musically, it's one of the coolest songs. Agreed. My grievance. Ooh. Oh, oh boy, another hot take. He's another got hot take, I'm gonna, hot take yeah. I'm gonna it's, slamp you later, Drew. <laughs> it's not a large grievance. Get ready for the slam. He slamped the frick out of your body. It's, it's not a big grievance. I just think that... I think this could have gone somewhere else. Musically. <laughs> I, I Slam! <laughs> um, and the lyrics are a little shallow. I don't know. I'm just so used to MG, MGMT being so weird and and on this track they're just being so straightforward they're just talking about yeah i spend too much time on my phone that's true yeah that's the, the, that's yeah. it <laughs> it's so weird how they can make something normal sound weird because we're used to them being weird but it's normal so I it think sounds weird I, I argue that it is weird looking at these lyrics it's it stands for time spent looking at my phone that's what it's about and it's just about him, it kind of sounds like it's about him just looking at porn, honestly. Well, I think. Oh, I actually watched an interview, um, and he said uh, that I yeah, ch- we've just fallen into uh, like we're a society where we can't live without technology or just like our smartphones, and that he just wanted to address that issue. And I'm I'm not pulling for straws. I try to pull the curtains back, turn you off, can't be touched. When all I want and all I know is time spent looking at my phone. Hmm. It, I mean, it's either one. Like making looking at his phone like literally such an addictive thing. That, it definitely that he's is like about treating addiction. that like in in not valuing other people, or it's about like him not wanting to be with someone sexually and wanting to rather be with porn. I think it definitely be interpreted. Honestly, that way. either way, I feel like these are really deep lyrics. I I like the song. I like the song. I maybe maybe I just need to I need to get rid of my expectations 
of them weirding me out in a gr- in a great way. I-, I just think it was just a little shallow. Maybe on repeat listens, I can I can get a oh, get a new new take new take. But the the groove is so solid. When that bass finally comes in, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna come in and say that I avowedly disagree with Drew, and I think these are really good important lyrics. And, you know, because uh, I'm looking at them right you now, know, they're great. You know. Bruce Springsteen said something one time, and this is kind of how he set set up his songs. Bruce Springsteen is one of my my big influences, but he he said something one time: blues in the verse, gospel in the chorus, meaning like there's all of all of your more complex, like almost I don't know if I'd say deep, but there's more of a complex thing going on in the verses and then you go to gospel in the chorus it's just like a repeated line and that song seeing that like time spent looking at my phone like that repeated line reminded me of that in a different way of course sure. because there isn't really um it doesn't oh, really follow that to a t i've never heard that before but that's really cool yeah so that's kind of what i thought of when i when i heard that um song i thought it was really cool it's and i mean looking at if you do look at the lyrics, it's it's kind of kind of bring brings it out a little bit, but I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting song. Yeah. I definitely like it. Yeah. I, I think like it I think mm. it it does dip a little bit after tracks like Little Dark Age when you die and meet Michael. I think it's it's a little bit of a dip. I don't think so. Is is it a curve up from me and Michael? It's not a curve up, but it's it's um they plateau? It's not a plateau. It's 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 just a deep cut. It's a good deep cut. Like not every song can be a single. <clears throat> this song wasn't a single. It's not a single. Okay, Little Dark Age, <laughs> When You Die, and Me and Michael are all singles. They are. So it can't be a single. Like not every song is single material. Well, they um they did a great job picking which singles they were gonna put they out did. as That's, singles. They did exactly. But like um, I don't want an album full of singles. Like if I wanted an album full of singles, I would listen in 1989. See, but I feel like that. Or this this album forty four karat magic this album more than four forty four karat magic four forty four karat magic this album more than any of their stuff it feels like more of a collection of singles. <laughs> I don't agree. I think it. I think it's this sound wise, like sonically, it's cohesive to me. Yes, it's no, I'm not. It's it's, co- it's cohesive. I'm not arguing it's cohesive. I think we're arguing like is. Okay, everybody's in agreeing so far that this is a good album Absolutely. and that every song is good. Absolutely. But, like, if it's an argument of, like, is this a pop singles album? That's not what I'm arguing. Like, yeah, okay, well, then, what I'm saying is, like, the four singles that they chose, I maybe not handed over, but I think they just kind of wanted to have a difference thing going on there. Mm-hmm. But those singles, Little Dark Age, When You Die, Me, and Michael, those are obvious choice for singles. And I wouldn't want an album that's just full of just those singles no yeah agreed i agree with you i don't think that it's a i don't think it's a slump i just think it's it's a deep cut it's a natural deep cut mm-hmm. and i think it's a really good deep cut james could we listen to this song let's listen to james Jay. 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 
This is a good one. This is a good one. I like this one. I don't. I don't not like a. So- oh, there's only one song I don't like. But this is not. This is not one. Okay. Okay. I know which one it is though. You do. <laughs> Look at this guy. There's. I. I just feel. <laughs> I feel like there is. Ah. Uh, I don't know what to feel. Cause I. Usually, I'm just. I, I'm lacking a vibe of thematic consistency through this album. Huh? I don't agree. I, I don't know why I'm just not feeling Where it. Where are you coming from? <laughs> Where are you going? Cotton Eye Joe? Where did you come from? Where did you go? I, I'm just saying, I I don't know. I do, the synths, the synths on this song are particularly, particularly <laughs> Are you fantastic. talking about it like, like being lyrically light? A little bit. I, well, I, th- I think. You know what I have to say about that? What about me and Michael? You, sir, are light. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good point. Me and Michael is is pretty is pretty light on that. I don't know. I Drew is the only person, and I was. I think this is a, is a claim to your character. You're the only person that can love an album more than me, but somehow be more nitpicky of that album. Yeah, so I true. think I think that's a a good thing for your character. As I, a reviewer. I think it is. Because even is. even an album that he absolutely loves, he still is like, picking I don't it, know about this picking guy's. Picking it apart. <laughs> picking it apart. Yeah. Do I love By this? The way, he, yes. he loves he loves the album more than you, but. He is well, more I, critical. I, I of guess it. I guess we'll we'll find out James, once we James, once we round this bad boy. I don't out. know what my favorite song is, but in the top three, I think I think James is in my top three. Wow. And I hmm. said this before we started the podcast, and 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 Drew got frustrated with me. I didn't give. I I have never been frustrated. He was in my up entire in life. arms. He pulled out his <laughs> banana. And I was, he almost shot me. I no. I. I have never been frustrated. We all almost before. ate Hudson. <laughs> this banana. <laughs> oh man! The, the there's some French horn in here. Do you know who plays French horn? James. 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 Drew. The, the, Shall we Drew. explain this song? Because it's got a good story. I'm going to explain it's, this. Song. It's about their guitar player. Their li- the their members li- Andrew and Ben were taking a microdose of acid. Micro- some, which microdosing some on acid is something that's supposed to be good for like creative uh, bursts. Apparently. I heard it's like red wine and it's good for your heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I've heard a lot of things about like microdosing on LSD is supposed to have like this interesting like non bad thing that's supposed to do to you. I don't know. I would not I suggest it. So we here <laughs> anyway, what no. happened? Condone the use of microdosing LSD. I think it's an interesting thing. I think everybody should look it up. However, listen. <laughs> the bad thing about it, and the bad thing in this case is, they accidentally took more than they were trying to and got super, super drunk and the super high. <laughs> Feels good to be high. <laughs> Andrew, the lead no. singer, said, I spent hours screaming at the top of my lungs about Pakistan. And the reason why he's singing so low in this song, which is unusual... He's been screaming all is day. because he'd literally been screaming all day about Pakistan. And the reason the lyrics are weird is because they had just been literally high on LSD. So James. I think this song is great. 
I think it's I think it's quirky. I think it's interesting. I think it's another great deep cut. I I just prefer deep cuts. I think at the end of the day, like I just prefer the deep cuts to the ones that are gonna be like commercially viable. Fair enough. So do you prefer deep cut bacon versus thick Absolutely. cut? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Interesting. Deep cut versus thick cut. Deep cut all the way. What about deep cut friendships? Deep cut friendships are my main my main what jam. Deep deep cut steak. You guys ever deep had cut deep steak, steak is my main steak? staple. Are you kidding what me right now? Deep cut haircut. Deep cut what haircut. What about deep on. dish cut? Deep dish deep cut. Dish Are you cut. kidding me? Get out of my town. That's what I get whenever I go to the great about, clips. I get. I just ask them for the deep dish. What about deep cut <laughs> staples? Deep cut staples. That's my main staple. Your main staples? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So this is a deep cut guy over here. Hey, deep cut got a Jackson deep cut. over hey, Jordan, here. Jordan, are you a deep cut guy? I'm a deep cut guy. I'm a deep cut guy. I'm a deep cut I think for me it depends. In this case, I prefer the singles. Oh, but that's that's why no that's why nobody wants to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's why nobody likes Drew. Oh, that's just mean. kidding. That's mean. Should we move on to the next song? Being totally I think we serious. Should. Being totally I, serious. We can. Uh, it's, it's it's just an instrumental. It's it's a palate cleanser. It's a good instrument. It's a great instrumental. Is that got away? Yeah, yeah. I really like this instrumental. And again, Jordan, what do you think about this instrument? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really like it. Cheesem, what do you think about this instrument? It's very, very necessary. (laughs) Um, Drew, I gotta, I gotta tell you about this, this instrumental. It's, it's just, it's a palate cleanser. It, it takes all the stuff that we. it, It takes your James. It takes your me and Michael, and it just. Down some soda, right down the gullet, and you're just cleaning everything out. I agree. I don't think there's anything left to say. No, nope, moving on. We should on. move on to the next song. That's right. <laughs> one thing. What is that you said? This just song. Anything just anything just Colby Jack. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing left to try. I think this this one and um, me and Michael are the two like immediate like pop hits ish on this on this record. Um. <laughs> Bless you, backbends. Anytime. My but, hair um, is gone. Your hair is gone. <laughs> but um, on one thing left to try. I I actually didn't really like this song at first, um, listening to the the album. But then I came back to it, and I, I do really like the stop spinning your chair outs, and it makes a very weird sound. I thought you were making that noise with your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and um. She had gummy worms right now. Then, then going, Sounds going so back. Good. Hey, shut up! Going back, <laughs> really do like <laughs> the synth stuff, and but specifically the lyrics, the darkness of the lyrics, comp- something that we've already talked about compared to the lightness and the glam of of the the music, is is really good, and I really like this song. What is it about? You, you know, peach rings, underrated. What? Peach rings. I don't. Know. I don't understand. Peach rings are not that good. They're they're pretty underrated. What about banana rings. Do, do those exist? You're talking about something else entirely. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Talk about double meanings, am I right? <laughs> what's wait? What's a peach ring? The um, they're like peach gummies with they're like sprinkled in like sugar oh. and sour. Oh, that's sugar. right. Oh, underrated. No pineapple rings. Not banana rings. That's silly. Pineapple rings. So you have a pineapple, right? 
Banana rings. They're like, banana they're rings like are like, pineapple. like So you prefer pineapple. You only they're you only literal. get out of body experiences from using banana rings right. or eating banana rings. They're like LSD. You could use them or eat them. LSD, man. This is I totally you get some micro micro banana rings. Micro banana flying microtonal banana, banana rings. Banana rings. Okay, so what's this this song about? Place. I think it's about depression and suicide. <laughs> what a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Turn. <laughs> so banana rings. Anyway, what's the song about? D- d- suicide. <laughs> um, it's, banana rings. It's it's just about not wanting to die, but feeling like you have to. Like you got one last out. Completely like screwed up and really dark material. Mm-hmm. But it's just one thing left to try. Just there's always one. It thing really left is crazy how well they're able to balance the two. That it's, you go back and you're like, holy crap. It's amazing. I love it. I love this is, that. This is definitely Contrast. a standout. This is a great song. eats this song for breakfast. In, in the... <laughs> Every Tuesday! <laughs> in the... He does like two slam! <laughs> in the... Uh, <laughs> I two slam this into my gullet! <laughs> He's got one thing left. And it's the T-Slam. <laughs> Banana. Gonna finish it Banana. off with the T-Slam. <laughs> I'd say this is like the strongest song since me and Michael. That's, that's, that's what I think. That's just your opinion. And, and it's wrong. That's, that's the whole reason we're just to share opinions. That's the, You're wrong. The base, <laughs> it's the basis of this whole thing. And that's my opinion. I, I think that this is definitely a step up from... But the songs are so good. I'm being so nitpicky. I'm, I'm being so I nitpicky. I, I just I just typed out what I was hands. thinking, and I'm being really nitpicky. Because I do we're, we're gonna love all of these songs Andy so far. Are you? I'm, I'm just curious. Are you like this with all of the yes. albums that you really, really, really enjoy? Yeah, totally. Is there any album that you feel like, you, you, like there's no issue with it? No. What about, uh, what about a song? What, 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 a song? I think yeah. they're perfect songs. Okay. Is there a perfect song on this record? I think Little Dark Age and the last track, which we'll talk about, I think are perfect. I think it's fair. Ah, uh, there might be some perfect records. None that I'm willing um, to admit. I feel like I could listen to an album and still nitpick something, because that's just the way I'm... I, don't want to say I'm overcritical. I feel like I'm just being as critical so as I find necessary. You, so you had a hot take, and I also had a hot take. But a I'm going to have a second. I have a second hot take. What's your My second? first hot take was peach rings are underrated. <laughs> um, second hot take, Younger Now by Miley Cyrus is a perfect album. I completely concur with that. Thank Honestly, you. I, I was afraid to say it. All right. And, uh, Drew just, our host and just walked out. Host, and this is what I've been waiting for because now Colby Jack is uh, is gonna step in and uh, <laughs> and uh, tell us what you have to say, Colby. <laughs> oh, what's up, guys? My name is Colby Jack, and I'm gonna be stepping in for Drew. Colby Jack, you're the coolest guy. Oh ever man, met. don't just tell me about it. I'm I, I'm always been being told that I'm the coolest Jack around. Dude, he is so cool. Do you ever Jack around? Call me Colby. Because I'm jacking <laughs> Cause, around. Because I Colby jack around all the time. I'm just messing things up all over the place, and that's why I'm so cool. Yeah. It, what I like about you as opposed to Drew is you're willing to admit when you're wrong. Uh, I'm wrong all the time. Hey, can I cut a slice from you, Colby? Oh, jack? yeah. You better just take take a slice right off of me. Oh. Ah! Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you just. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> just, you yeah. give yourself away every time. No! Drew, get what out of here! What is going on right now? Hey, man, you better, you better just... Kobe, Jack, your hey. voice, what <laughs> happened? What is going on with this guy? Jesus just ate his speech box. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's hey, why he's hey, talking hey, like hey. that. You, you just, you, you, Eat him before he takes you takes over. Keep going. Why is a cheese hosting the... <laughs> why is this cheese screaming? I didn't know cheese could scream. <laughs> What is going killed. on? Cheesem I didn't know that that cheese Colby could- Jack. I love Colby Jack cheese. <laughs> oh okay, um, so anyway, when you're small. <laughs> this is the prettiest song. <laughs> let's, let's listen to when you're small. <sighs> we can. Are you talking about getting out of like a really, really cold swimming pool? I... <laughs> that it is. Let's listen to it for a second. When you're big and trouble seems so far, you put your belly up to the bar, squint your eyes, you can almost miss the dirt. Tell yourself it couldn't hurt, but when you're small, you can't walk down the hall. When you're small, just my opinion. I, I, this is the only song on the record that I walk away saying, eh. <laughs> Let's just all agree as the threesome right here. That we think Drew is wrong about this. Three Can we all agree that right now? Who votes? Who votes? Raise your hand if you disagree with Drew. Listen, listen, listen. This song is great. It go, it it's a left hook it goes out somewhere. of nowhere. It, I, I really appreciate the left hook. It's just it's it, it does. It's a T slap out of nowhere. It's a T slap right to the face, man. Right and to the does, sternum. It does go somewhere. It does do something interesting. I just feel. Underwhelmed. I feel like it could have gone, it really gone somewhere weird, and I, I just feel it's already a weird. But it song. went somewhere normal. I, I don't know. I, I just, it doesn't impact me. It doesn't impact me like the way I want it to. <laughs> 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 I, 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 and I wanted it to so bad. I, it, the song started, and I. I just I want I wanted this to be like oh man this is gonna be the penultimate track that just really just blows my mind, and it didn't and I was just really <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> I can't explain what's going on. She's <laughs> oh, become a man. puppet. Man, they're just anyway. They're just, let's just they're move just tearing on me apart. because you're wrong. It's and that, it's great. I remember like specifically going to people and be like, to you guys, not people, you guys, and being like. The second to last track is really interesting and weird, and I really love it. Then we get to the last track, which might be one of my when that top it is in my top three. Let's listen let's, to it. Let's please listen to it. Wow! Wow! That wow. was so crazy. He from don't include the f word when you played the track. Okay. Yeah. So start after he says that, please. Hey, don't don't say. F
this is a perfect song. This is, uh, other than Little Dark Age, this is my favorite song on the record. Are you bamboozling us? I'm not bamboozling yet. This is, th- when this single's re- released, this, that's when I really, really got excited for this album. Um, it was the third single, and then followed by me and Michael. It, it's, and I was beyond thrilled to find out that it was the last track, because it's a perfect album closer. I would agree. The the chorusy hand it over. It just makes me want to dive into nothingness. Or hand something over. Hand something over, like this Colby Jack over here. Oh, whoa! whoa. I just threw it with a knife. Jeez. I'm sorry. Hand something over. <laughs> hand something over when you're small. Mm-hmm. Right. Are Are you on boat on the boat with me on this one? About this song being great. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I have not heard a single criticism about this album from you guys. Like nothing. Oh, I said I didn't like. I didn't care for what she works out. So I much. I'm saving that. Oh, you're, you're saving it. Okay. I'm just I'm I'm trying to find. Um, shell. It's not a perfect record. It's not, and I'm pointing out where I think it could be better. Oh, I don't know so, that I said I don't care for she works out too so much. So jump, jump off of my criticism boat. Yeah, I just don't like that you're or disliking jump the off. songs that I I'm not like. Dis- I, I, don't, I only dislike one of the songs. Listen, Drew, it's nothing personal. I just don't, I just don't like it when you don't like the songs that I like, okay? And that's completely reasonable. You, you, you're just I, think it's, I can think it's completely reasonable that you very should like aggressive. the exact same song as this man. <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable. That's, I like, I like reasonable. you know what? I like to see the glass half full. I like to see the glass half full. Like all the song, same songs as me. That's that's the glass right. half full. Right. You're seeing the glass half empty, not liking the songs to the same extent that I'm liking. No, it's really so, a travesty. It's really that I don't unreasonable. Have the same so music taste as you. So yeah, yeah we should just all gotta have pull some strings. You can just like pull some strings. Pull some strings. End up in the same. We all have the exact same music taste. End up in the same. That's why this podcast is great. Is because we all listen to the same music and like it the same amount and like all the same songs. All right. Next review, I will make sure that we all have the same opinion about the record. That's only fair. Hand it over. Great album closer. Great yeah. song. It's like they're handing it over. Like, you got the keys to the It's kingdom. like, you know what? We finished the album. We're going to hand it over to you. You take care that's of it. That's actually... And you, that's really and you write the next really album. Really pretty. I really like it's that. Beautiful and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you write the next album. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, get you, out of it. We're, we're done with this. Come now, on. Now, you, you try. Now, <laughs> do some work try. for one instance. Hand of it over. All right. Um, all right. Let's wrap it up. I think I should go last because I have the most polarizing opinion. I have nothing written down, so I will go first. <laughs> okay, go. Um, uh, this is—it's—it's it's just a solid and consistent album through and through. Um, synth sounds are fantastic. You could definitely see the influences that they draw from New Order, maybe even a little bit of LCD sound s- system in a couple I, songs. I in a couple songs. Talk, talking Heads and Depeche mm. that, that mm. kind of okay. world. I didn't even Depeche. think of it. Yeah. Depeche. My dudes. Vince Young, dude. Spirit Animal. There you go. Nice. So I think my only grievance with this is just the, is just the eighth track, One Thing Left to Try. I think it's just a forgettable song. For me, I... I probably can't even tell you how it goes right now. I'm gonna try. One thing left to try. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, and that's how it goes, right? No. <laughs> see, I keep. I see. Point proven. And uh, so I think just that track is forgettable. Um, not that it's a bad song at all. Every every song here is just it. For me, I I individually rank uh, rate each song, and every single one had a seven or higher. Wow. Yeah, they were just all that good, man. 
Um, so overall, I gave it an eight out of ten, and wow. it's just it's it's good. It's good. I'm I'm looking forward to whatever else 2018 has in store and what MGMT has in the store has in the store has in the ball house <laughs> in what the they MGMT in the ball store, house store. Yeah, what's, so what's uh, hopefully they, they kind of stick stick with this uh, this vibe going along because I think this this is just uh, right in there right in the pocket man yeah hot dog I'm not ready yet Jordan <clears throat> you know I, I really enjoyed listening to this album. It was very, um, in terms of what I had been listening to, um, again, to, like prior to the album being released, it was very different than what I have been uh, listening to, which it was, it was refreshing. Um, it was very, yeah, it was, it was a great way to start the year with new music it was a great way to um get things kicked off and it was it's definitely it's definitely an album that i could listen to and it would take a long time because even today when i was listening to it like i listened to it like i listened to it twice in a row like and i didn't i mean i could have listened to it more if i'm gonna be completely honest it was it was very I think my favorite part of it had to have been the synth work in the album. It was very well put together. Um, it, it, I don't know. It, it was very, it was very refreshing. I would have to give it out of ten. I would have to give it a seven point eight, which is pretty pretty good. That's, so that's um, I forgot to do this, but we can uh, we can uh, ask you first. What was your favorite song and least favorite song? Hmm. Um, my favorite song, I'm, man, uh, man, I, okay, it's, it's, I'm gonna have to go with Little Dark Age, man. That, that song. Same. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a great, it was a great single choice, and it's, I, I, there's nothing else to say. I mean, it's, it's a great song. Yeah. Um. Least favorite song. Least favorite song. Oh, Don't you boy. say to slap. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my least favorite song was... Oh, jeez, man. I hate to say it, but I think overall, I think James was my least favorite song. Mm-hmm. Where's where's the where's the fire? I'm mad. I'm mad, but I ain't stressing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not. I'm not where's saying. The, where's the fire? L- listen, listen, right listen, listen, listen. He's to a me. guest. I Joe, treat him shut like up. a guest. Okay, okay, listen. listen. I treat him like a guest. Okay. Listen. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, James. I'm not saying James was a bad song. James is a great song, but in in comparison to the rest of the album, if you had to kick one off the island, that's or the as kick up, that's or the as kick off. I like to say, it off in that's the grand it. scheme of things, right? And because as much as I liked that uniqueness of his him singing so low, it was just there's just something about it that I was like, you know. I don't know. I really liked it. I really, really liked it. But it was still, it wasn't, wasn't enough to make it, make it to the top. So that's that's my opinion. That'd be enough for me, dog. 
Um, so I'm going to give it a pretty good 3,240 out of 3,888. Oh, wow. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do do the math. math. Uh, I was a finance major first semester. (laughs) I think you mention that every time I tell my score. (laughs) Uh, What was that? What was that again? 3,240 out of 3,888. So I'm just, this is my my head. This is all in my head right Right. now. And that's a 0.833333333. So that's that's an, that's a that's a beat. This is one of my favorite albums that we've reviewed. Wow. Yeah, I would say that. Um, the only other album that we reviewed uh, that has a high one is one that we never released was for American Dream, and I had um, that one is incredibly problematic because I have like basically one song on it that I really don't like, and then every other song on it I love. So it would be like probably that one would probably be like an 8.5 out of 10 um if i was to review it now but yeah i love this album <clears throat> there's not a single song on it that i would that i would um like get rid of if i had to um or uh, there's not a single song on that that i would like take off if i was like putting together this album um but if i was to say if i had if i have to kick one off the island i would say the first one she works out too much um i just i don't feel like i'm gonna return to it all that much um, pretty much everything else I really enjoy. Days That Got Away was kind of weak because just because it's instrumental, but then listening to it back again, I was like, no, this is a really solid instrumental. Uh, my fave, I don't have one fave, but my three favorites are Little Dark Age, James, and Hand It Over. I think after re-listening to it, I enjoyed Wonderful Wonderful more than I enjoyed this album. But they're so close... There, it, it could be a day by day thing where this day I like Little Dark Age more, and this day I like. I don't know why I'm comparing it to Wonderful Wonderful, but that's just Wonderful I, Wonderful was. It was such. A, it was just such a solid album, and the, the themes worked really well together. And and and. But it's just so different. Why it, are you it is comparing very different. it? I don't know. It's just what's been in my head lately, and that's what I chose to compare. Why it to. aren't you comparing it to LCD Sound System? Because I I just didn't. Do you think this is better than American Dream? No. Really? Yeah. I agree. Uh, I think it's far more consistent than American Dream, just because of black screen. It's more consistent than American oh. Dream. I think American Dream is a better album. I think American Shots Dream fired. is a better album. However, black screen doesn't. How many times it. have you listened to black screen? Too many. Like like three times, and that was too many. But that that's the thing. That's that's what should tell you. I've listened to every other song about about 30 to 40 songs 30 40 times and that's the one song that i can't get myself to listen to again that should tell you why it's bad (laughs) not because i haven't listened to it but because i haven't listened to it all right it's okay to be wrong hudson it's okay so but i am lacking a little bit of thematic consistency which i feel like is something they could have easily done the just the kind of Sonic world they built with just the song Little Dark Age. I feel like ah, when you die in Little Dark Age, if they worked with just in, within that sound, I don't know. I'm just missing a little bit of consistency, but I love this album. I'm so psyched at how good this album is. Maybe just a little disappointed because I think it could have really knocked it out of the park. I think it's just so close to knocking it out of the park. So you think that it just needs like one more song to be like put it over the top it needs it just yeah it needs one or two more songs to to give the album a little bit more clarity and direction because i feel like it's kind of all over the place 
which sometimes works for congratulations that album works so well together i know that they're capable of it and i mean the way they recorded it like i mentioned before they were literally writing two albums at the same time that became one album so it's kind of expected for it to be kind of all over the place which is fine but when i'm looking for an album i'm i'm kind of looking for a ride you know i i, I want to go somewhere and with black screen i feel like it's the perfect end to the ride for american dream the album which is why i i do love that song i think it works so great all that to say this album is great it's certified stick it in your earbud um i would give it i gave wonderful wonderful a 7 out of 10 so I'm going to boost Wonderful Wonderful to a 7.5 and make this a 7.5. 7.5 out of 10. My favorite songs are Little Dark Age, Hand It Over, then Me and Michael, and my least favorite is When You're Small. Oh, come on. It's just, I, I, I feel like it could have it done something, man. It could have done something so... So good. Just let it go, Chase. Just, he's, he's a disappointing man. It just let me down. He's a disappointing man. When you're small, let me down. We had the well, cheese for a second. I guess Drew is our... What Drew is to us is what when you're small is to Drew. Disappointment. <laughs> is good. that Chisholm's joke of the day? Chisholm's yeah. joke of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to sneak it in there sometime. We were the man. We were uh, getting close to the... Yeah. To, to crunch time, man. So, is there anything left to say? I think. Could I thank you? I'd like to hit us off with a joke to just kind of settle things down. Well, okay, you can settle things down. Okay. Hey, uh, what did the Italian sausage say to the his the human that was about to chop us chop up as his friend Gus? Please asparagus. <laughs> thank you. And that was Hudson's joke of the day. After that, thank you, Jordan Spence, for joining us for this very special episode. The first one of the year. You should feel pretty special. First one of the year. I do feel special. Listen to him on Twitter. At Backfence Music. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. All that stuff. And follow Stick It In Your Earbud on Twitter. More importantly, follow Stick It In Your Earbud on Twitter. Oh, not more. At at Mr. Dad Friend. Important. Yes. Um, Thank you so much for listening and joining us. Um, Little Dark Age, Stick It In Your Earbud. Signing off. Goodbye. Hey guys, this is Drew and Post. Thank you for listening. If you're new to Stick It In Your Earbud, don't be afraid to give our video a like and subscribe to our channel, which we review next. Give us something in the comments. Thanks, buds. Bye.